guys, welcome back to another episode of Beauty with a Twist. I'm super excited for this week's episode because we have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, y'all? My name is Cheyenne. You can call me Shy. I go by Cuts by Shy on Instagram, and I am from Daly City, California. Shout out to the Bay Area, and I am a barber. Oh, shout out to the Bay Area. Yeah, shout out to the Bay, baby. And shout out to you because we were the first barber on our podcast. Yeah, and I'm honored. I'm honored. So thank, <laughs> thank you for having me. For oh, real. yeah. I was like looking through your page, and I was like, oh, my God, yes. I, I All yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, how you started, and all that. Okay. Um. So really with the... um. So I'm born in Florida, actually, which is pretty, it's a random fact. I like to always bring that up. Fun fact. Uh, moved out to the Bay Area when I was about three years old, kind of bounced around a lot during my childhood. Um, but now I just reside in Daly City. And with my barbering journey, it really started for me 2017. I was a junior in high school. And um, at the time, I was just playing ball. Uh, I was working at the movie theaters at the time. And I was just... Ever since like my sophomore to junior year, I was very intrigued with the industry, specifically the craft of barbering, right? And I was always watching videos of haircut tutorials, like huge transformations, you know, like that shit was just so satisfying and interesting to me. But I never had the uh, actual intent of like, I could do this or I want to do this. I was just watching the videos, you feel me? Yeah. And I also feel like coming from the Bay Area, but Daly City specifically, the barber community um plays such a huge role in the community like uh i feel as if they have such a huge influence on trends just style fashion overall that, everything you know what i'm saying yeah yes. like they're they know just what's up. they're swaggy you yeah. feel me like being a barber is like equivalent to being a rapper or you know what i'm saying like a, a nba star or yeah. something like that so i was always infatuated with that and that's when i was like okay you know what i'm always watching videos I got a bunch of homies. I got brother, cousins. Like, why not just, you know, start it up myself, see what I could do with the Clippers. And so, like I said, I'm a junior in high school. I quit my job at the movie theaters and I had about like $120 in my bank account to my name, you know, and I'm not working no more. So you said, I know what, um, I'm going to spend this money, go buy some Clippers. I bought some cheap Clippers from Ross, actually. From Ross? Yeah. They fucking sell. Yeah, they sell, they sell Clippers. <laughs> and actually nowadays I've been noticing that they got like, the like they got babblers, they got um stylecraft in there. It's not just like the cheap ones that you can find at Walgreens. Yeah. Like they got the good stuff, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. So go to Ross, you might come up. Like I don't know. <laughs> but um, and then ever since then I kind of just ran with it. And I think the most difficult thing for me though, when I was first starting out, was being able to find people who were willing to let me practice. You know what mm. I'm saying? Cause men, men are men are divas, you know what I'm saying? They care about how they look, you feel me? Yeah. So Especially like, it's just, it was hard. And the only person that I found who was willing to let me practice was my little cousin at the time. Cause he was like 10, 11 years old. You know, he didn't, he doesn't know better. Yeah. So he like, you know, and I fucked bro up hella times. And, but that's how I learned. You get <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? So error. ever since then I was like, okay, like I could do this, but I wasn't super um, consistent with it. Like at all. Um, it wasn't until I would say after I graduated high school, which is 2018, I'm going to college. I'm working two jobs at a time. I'm working at Sprouts Farmer's Market. Shout out Sprouts. <laughs> Produce department specifically. Shout out to my people. Shout out my boy, uh, Jim. You feel me? I was my work best friend. Um, and I was uh, going to community college at the time as well, working at the, um, the coffee, uh, the cafe on campus. And I was just, uh, at the time, I didn't know really what I wanted to do career-wise. I was just going to school to go to school, get that financial aid money. You feel mm -hmm. me? Um, 
But I was like, the more I was going in with school and working, I was burning myself out. I'm like, you know what? Like, this ain't for me. Like, what am I really working towards? So that's when I was like, okay, let me pick up the Clippers again, but let me be consistent with it. Let me give it my all. I dropped out of, uh, dropped out of community college, quit both my jobs, enrolled into Barber College, and the rest is history. Best decision I ever made. So like, when you were up. going to school, yeah, you were just going to school full time. Like you didn't have no, you weren't doing nothing on the side, nothing. Yeah, nah. I mean, I was cutting hair here and there, but I wasn't being serious about it. Like I was really like unmotivated when it came to it. You know, like if I got time, okay, I'll cut your hair. Yeah. But I wasn't promoting myself. I wasn't promoting that I cut hair and this and that. It's like if the homie hits me, okay, like slide, yeah. I'll cut you up. You feel me? Yeah, but in school because. Ne- I know that in school they don't let you like they have you practice on dolls or was it not like that for barber? Oh, in barber college, um, no, you're like well at least at my school like it's almost as if it's a regular barbershop. Like you're cutting heads whether you have experience or not. Ah, oh, so but that's But then good. yeah, but then you do have your your teachers there to um aid you, you know, help you out with cuts, tell yeah. you what to do and whatnot. But I, I went into barber college kind of already knowing the the gist of it yeah. of it all. You mm-hmm. feel me? It's just my skill level wasn't like obviously what it is today. You know, I was still starting out, but it was cool. I was cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and cause, so you felt like you learned a lot in Barbie College. 100%. 100%. And not just from my mentors, my peers. Like, I gained, like, so many brothers from Barber College. Um, I love my guys. Because you networked. You were exactly. there. You networked. You put mm-hmm. your name out there. So after you went to school, where did you go from there? Did you um, recutting from home? Did you go into a barbershop right away? Yeah. Like, did you go solo? So I have a homie who actually, uh, my big homie, he's my brother, one of my brother's best friends I grew up with, you feel me? Um, and he actually had already owned his own shop. And he always told me once he seen that I was starting to pursue this barber barbering thing, he was like, yo, like, you know, when you get your L's, I'm gonna have a chair ready for you. Just, you know, oh, let me know. Like, it's good. I'm like, okay, say less. And so it was um, when I was like halfway done with my hours or like I was like 75% done with my hours, um, I tapped in with bruh because uh, my teachers, they had already seen that like my skill set was already like gradually improving and I was really good. And they're like, you know what, like you could come here, come to the school, get your hours and cut and then you could just dip and then go to the shop, go to your homie shop and cut there. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I was already cutting in a shop, but I was still in school at the time. Um, and I was at my boy's shop for about a good six months. I was there for a good two months after I was already licensed. And then I kind of transitioned to um, cutting with my guys that I went to barber college with, which is where I cut now, Traditions Barber Lounge. So were you getting like, commission when you were at his lounge or you were just paying booth rent? rent. Booth so rent. you went straight solo then because that's basically solo. Yeah. Yeah. But he did because that's my boy, you know, so he did give me, I believe it was like two months free or it was maybe a month and a half or something. And then I kind of like worked my way up to the full price. You know, mm-hmm. one week it was this and then $50 more until I was shout at the actual set price. For real. Yeah, no, you shout up. out to my boy, Strictly Faded. <laughs> shout out to my boy, Strictly Faded. Like I always give credit where it's due. Like for real, like that's my guy. And then you work now at the barbershop where you started with all your friends from Yeah, like school. we all went to barber college with each other and the owners are actually my teachers from barber college because they oh. own that college. And then they, they decided to, open up that shop in order for like their students to be able to get into a shop like right after they finish you feel me yeah and how long did it take you to like grow your clientele because i know it's a lot (laughs) harder for people now to grow their clientele especially Mm -hmm. for like there's so many people like i feel like estheticians nail techs whatever when you know somebody it's hard to like go with someone else so how did you build your clientele 
Okay, it's a trip. Okay, I w- I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not booked as booked and busy as obviously I would love to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I've definitely grown a lot within these two years I've been licensed. Um, but in the very beginning, um, it's actually hella funny. I, most of my clients I have gained from simply like meeting them at clubs or bars. Ooh. Like when I'm outside, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter where I'm at, the mall, the club, a restaurant, like if I run into somebody and I start chopping it up, I never fail to mention like, hey, I'm a barber, you should come check me out. And I always had business cards like on deck. I always had business cards yes. on deck, you feel me? So it's a trip because most of my clients, they're actually people I've met from the clubs or bars because I used to be outside, you feel me? Like I was <laughs> outside, outside? Yeah. And like, like drunk people, drunk people love to talk, you feel me? So, and it's a trip because I feel like when you're drunk and you're having these drunk conversations, it's like, okay, I'm thinking, Brad's not going to remember me. Like, he's probably going to throw my card away. But it's a trip because it's like the next day or two days after they actually tap in with me. Like, hey, like, so what's up? Can I get a cut? And yeah. then from then on, it just locked in. And you'd you be know? surprised on how much that works. Yeah, like- exactly. Word of mouth or just like, like I said, just physically interacting with people in person. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what, what really locked them in. Because yeah. you get to know them on the spot and this and that. And then your personality, you know what I'm saying? They meet you. They get to know you and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'll fuck with you. You know, yeah. like, I'm going to come fuck with you. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like the consistency, because what drew me to you was your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Automatically, I was like, you're very different from any other barber, in my opinion, because you. you are very lifestyle. Thank and you. I feel like that, for me, it draws my attention because I like to see the person instead of just the haircut. 100%. Or like, I like to see... I don't know. I'm nosy. Okay. I like to fucking see that person's life. Like I want, I'm fucking chismosa. Like I want to know what you do outside of like your work, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's what drew me to you. So kudos to you. What made you do that? Like what gave you that like inspiration? Like I want to show my life. I want to do these little vlogs. Yeah. Um, so when I first started like consistently creating content, I was doing, you know, what I've seen other barbers do. I'm just, I'm doing, Haircut transformations, POV of me cutting and this and that. And it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Of course, like at the end of the day, your profile is your portfolio. So I want to show my cuts. But then I was thinking, you know what? Like, that's all I see. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody could cut hair. Anybody could show that they're cutting hair. But how can I really separate myself? And the type of person I am, like, I really feel like I'm an outgoing person. And I love to document things in my life like I'm always you know taking videos and this and that and I'm like okay you know what why not incorporate that with my my hair cutting videos you know like yeah. it's cool to show the cuts of course like show your cuts but also you know show the person behind those cuts show who's doing it you feel yeah. me and that's when it kind of clicked with me like I love to you know get ready and you know put that shit on so why not capture that you know capture that me getting ready putting that shit on and then going to work doing my business and you know what I'm saying? And I I knew that in this day and age, especially with trends, it's like, that's kind of what people gravitate more towards is that those lifestyle videos, like you said, yeah, you know, so I wanted to incorporate that, but also still incorporate my work, my haircut, my business. Yeah. yeah so, and it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're personal and you're, you do your personal and your business in the same page. Correct. Why not make a business page <clears throat> your personal? Because there's a so, lot of people that don't want to have it together. Have you seen that? Like, they have their personal, then they have their business, and they have this. What do you think about having it two different Instagrams? Um, well, my personal opinion, I just feel like that's a, to me. This is just me speaking. You <laughs> feel me? I just feel like that's a lot. Like, I don't want to, like, go back and forth from this to this. Why not? Why, why I could just have it all in one? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, 
when I first started out um, with this barbering thing, I did have a personal page and then I decided to make cuts by Shine. And that was just strictly haircuts and all that. And then I was thinking, you know what, like, why not just like have one page? Like, I'll just keep everything on my Cuts by Shy because I want the Cuts by Shy. Obviously, it started off as business, my haircutting. And then I'm going to incorporate some personal stuff. You know, obviously, I don't like, I don't tell y'all everything. I don't show y'all everything. <laughs> you feel me? I show y'all a good, a good amount, yes. But I show y'all what I want to show y'all. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And I have that control. So I feel comfortable enough to keep it all in one account. That's just me, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could do that. I have, like, fucking five hey, accounts. It's, it's, it's all good. It's, it's all much. good. I be fucking posting here and I'm posting. I'm like, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I got, like, five accounts. Like, it's yeah. just too much. Damn. So when you started... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> when you started doing your haircuts at the mm -hmm. first barbershop, mm -hmm. what was your pricing then? How much were you cutting? Oh, okay, so at the first barbershop I was at, like right off the bat, it was fifty. But that's straight only up, straight up. But that's only because the the shop had a set price. Oh, so every okay. barber in that shop is charging that much. Oh, okay, okay. And in the very beginning, because obviously, like when I first started in there, I'm still in school, right? And I'm like, damn, like I don't feel right charging yeah, fifty. Like, yeah. I just feel like I I just feel like I shouldn't be. Like I'm not that good enough to be doing that yet. You know what I'm saying? Like. But don't get me wrong, like I had bars. It was just that mental thing. Like I just felt like I didn't deserve that or I didn't deserve to be char charging that much. I felt bad. I felt guilty for some reason, you know? Yeah. But like I said, it was a shop set price. So I kind of just had to do that. And um, I've been rocking with that ever since. I actually just increased my prices to 60. That's like your basic cut, 60. Because it's been two years in the game now. And I, you know, I do... I feel like I've elevated a lot and I spoil my clients. I treat my clients well, like every single one of them. And I put a lot into this barbering thing, my worth ethic. I take a lot of pride in that. So I just feel like it's only right. Oh, you yeah. Know? Your work yeah. is amazing. So, yeah, yeah, it's only right. Do you, how long does it take you to do one haircut? Um, well, typically I take about 45, but I do have the bookings set for one hour. But that's because, like, I don't want my clients to feel rushed, especially mm. if I'm charging that much. I want to make make sure that they feel like they're getting every dollar worth. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like if I'm doing 30 minute haircuts, but I'm charging 60, the math, the, the math experience. ain't nothing. You yeah, the math yeah. ain't nothing. Like yeah. I want my clients to, because at the end of the day, the, the haircut, it's, it's a form of self-care, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like how women get their nails done, they get facials, like this and that. I want my men to feel pampered. You feel me? When they're in that chair, like this one hour is dedicated to you and only you. I'm going to get you right. I'm going to make you feel good. You feel me? Yep. Like, treat mm -hmm. you like a king. Straight up. So, there's a lot of controversy oh, yeah, on that fucking price. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, back in the day, uh -huh. you know, a couple... How long ago, Marlo? Because, you know, he, he's the one that kind of brought it up. <laughs> how long do you say, Marlo? Like, three years ago? Four years ago? No. What? 15 years ago? Oh, I'm out of the fucking game. $25 haircuts. They don't... Are they not... Is that a real thing anymore? <clears throat> oh, 25 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, pre COVID. $25. Where the fuck happened to $25 haircuts? $25 pre COVID? <laughs> no way. <laughs> 20 wow. bucks. It went from like 15 to 20, I 20. Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. San Francisco is like a whole, it's, it's just expansive but the Tell whole the it. whole price range like what do you feel 
I know there's barbers out there charging like a hundred dollar haircut, taking yeah. like forty minutes. Like, what's your intake? Do you think? Like to be reasonable, because I know there's gonna be a lot of fucking guys coming on and telling us, "Oh, I don't want to pay thirty dollars yeah. for a haircut." Don't no, believe me, I've seen it all. I've seen so many people like they, people got. Everybody has something to say, and everybody is entitled to their own opinions. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it don't phase me. But personally, my opinion on this controversial topic would be, um, well, me now I charge sixty dollars, right? Sixty dollars for your basic haircut, seventy with haircut and beard. Um, and especially me being in the Bay Area, Daly City, San Francisco area, like that's your average price. You get what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. cost of living is insane. It is insane. Um, oh not only God. that, you know, nowadays the tools, our tools are super expensive. Like I remember when Magic Clips used to be like 120. I think Magic Clips are like, shit, I don't even know, but it's like, it's some crazy shit. And like Babyliss, like your trimmers can cost you up to 200 like your main cutting clippers 250 like even shavers are like 120 like it's insane and not only that you have to take into account booth rent you have to take into account we don't get Mm -hmm. paid time off we do not have health benefits you get what i'm saying um everything comes out of our pocket taxes tax season we don't get taxes back (laughs) we gotta pay that shit you get what i'm saying so it's like all these things come into play and people like seem to look past that, but I get it because they're not in the industry. They don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but it's like, and at the end of the day too, it's like, like, yo, we're independent contractors. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like I'm only charging 60, 70 now, you know what I'm saying? And I'm nowhere near financially like where I want to be. You get what I'm saying? I'm not even seeing a lot of returns as I would like, but like I'm staying down for the come up and I'm patient. Because I genuinely love what I do. There's a lot more passion into this. But, yeah, I don't know. If you got something, to say, if you broke, just say that, bro. <laughs> uh, if you broke, just say that, bro. Nah, but no shade, no shade, but, like, for real. <laughs> no, I feel like it's because, you know what, though? It's because there's not, not everyone's for everybody. No, exactly. You 100%, know, 100%. There are some people that are with a $25, you know, and they have yeah. that $25 haircut for a reason. That's why it looks yeah. like that. For real. And you and get exactly, you get what you pay, pay for. for yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's quality over quantity. Like, with me personally, my clients, every client, and this is no extra charge, no extra charge. I spoil my clients. Every client, once I do the uh, the haircut, um, lay them back, hot towel, face massage, what? and then razor it up. But no extra charge. Like, every single client gets that. Like, literally. Every like, single client gets a facial Every massage? single client gets that. I, like, I go through hot towels like crazy. I'm always doing laundry. Oh, my God. But it's good. <laughs> like, because I do it for y'all. Because I love y'all. You feel me? You're like me. I'm, I do yeah. fucking sheets every day. Yeah. I'm tired of it. I, I, I didn't say all that. But. <laughs> I'm tired of washing sheets. Yeah. I've been, I'm yeah. over it. But I still do it because I got to be sanitary. You feel me? Yeah. But, yes, I understand <laughs> the whole, like, not everyone's for everybody. Like, yeah. it's a whole. And, you know, people judged based on prices and stuff but mm-hmm. at the end of the day like i will for me example like i will never change my prices i know my work ethic just like you yeah for sure and fuck it it's like we in california baby okay yeah, we in 2024 now 100 so tell me um there is also too a lot of upcoming barbers right mm-hmm. so you're you're an upcoming barber you're doing a lot of um competitions yeah well, I've, I've competed in a couple, but me and my boys, we actually host battles at oh. our shop. Yeah. Do you feel like that is good for networking for people that are upcoming, like want to be in the barbering industry that are not in the barbering industry, but want to join the barbering industry? Hell yes. 
Yes, 100%. Don't you feel like they are intimidated, though? Because they're like, you know, like, how how is that? I've never, I've been to a couple, but yeah. tell um, me your intake on that. I mean, <laughs> they can definitely come off as intimidating. And like, you know, I've had people, me and my guys both have people reach out to us and tell us, you know, like, I would love to battle, but I'm too scared. Yeah. And I get it, you know, and you can only tell somebody so much. Um, it's really solely up to them. But what I've found and what I've learned from doing what we're doing is like the the whole reason why we started hosting these barber battles was the foundation it was built upon was being able to create a platform for these up and coming barbers to be able to showcase their skills. You know, like obviously the big time name barbers and all that, they always get the shine. They mm -hmm. always get the spotlight. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. this was solely made for up and coming barbers to really have their time to shine. And it just grew and grew and grew. Like we're uh we're about to do actually this Sunday is episode thirteen. So we're thirteen episodes in um over these past two years, and it's been one hell of a journey. And I highly advise like if you're in the industry, if you're thinking about joining the industry, like go to these events. You get what I'm saying? Like big or small. Like I've shook hands with the right people. I'm connected with like big name barbers now. You know what I'm saying? I've been blessed with opportunities to judge or showcase at different events. And that wouldn't have happened if I never went out to these events and put my face out there, put my name out there, you know, chopped it up with people. Mm. Um, it's, it's so key. It's so key. And mind you, like, like I said, I've only battled a couple of times, right? For have the most won? part. Yeah. I have won one. I won one. Yeah. I got, hey, I got hey, one in my belt. <laughs> I got one in my belt, baby. But, um, like, I've only battled in a, couple, in a couple, but for the most part, all the other ones, I was just going just solely to just vibe. I'm there vibing and I'm there networking. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so many opportunities has came to me simply just by doing that. So I highly advise that. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I see them and I'm like, dude, that's so dope. Like, do you win any? Like, what do you win? Like, money? Well, um, it's kind of different. Well, with our battles, you get, you know, bragging rights, obviously. You get uh, <laughs> but you get trophies. Um, but other cause we're 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 small. You know what I'm saying? We're not small, we're getting bigger and bigger. But as far as like it's not like an expo. You know, have you ever been to an expo? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are like big. Um, and they have sponsors and all that. Like everything we do, we come out of pocket, you know, we're running the whole show. But with these expos, they do like cash prizes. I've been to one where they give away barber chairs, like oh, shit. literally to every winner. And mind you, there's like 13 different categories, first place, second, third place winners. Like it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. But that's your sign to go to a fucking yeah. barbering yeah. competition. Yeah. And actually, let me throw this out there too. Me and my guys, we are hosting our own expo. We've never done an expo. So an, an expo, expo is big. Yes. November 3rd, 2024. At the Cal Palace, uh, Cal Palace, San Francisco, California. Oh, yeah, so the what the fuck is gonna? What? Tell me the details. What's gonna be in it? Um, like a whole we, expo. We it's haven't crazy. we haven't worked out the details <laughs> just yet. You feel me? Every everything's still in uh, the works. Works in the progress. Okay, yeah, but works in the progress. You feel me? But Cal Palace, November third, twenty twenty four. That's huge. We're locked in. Yeah, literally. So it's it's super big for us because man, we really came up for real, like. Started from the bottom, now we here. Yeah, for really? reals. Is there yeah. other advice that you can give to upcoming barbers that, you know, are too intimidated to, like, show their their work or mm -hmm. they feel like they're not good enough or, you know, why aren't they gaining the clientele? Like, there's so many, I get so many questions on, like, can you talk about this? Like, how do I gain my clientele? 
or how do like why doesn't the client keep coming back or what's the way what what are they doing that i'm doing wrong you know Mm. what's some advice you can give on an upcoming barber um honestly i think the main thing is well for me personally before i got into the barber industry right i was very introverted like super introverted super shy um but coming into this industry Obviously, you're dealing with people every day, so it kind of forces you to step out of that shell and, you know, be a people person, learn to talk to people. So my advice is, like I said earlier, is, you know, when I was out and about, I'm outside, I'm chopping it up with people and I'm keep keep them business cards on you or the bopper thing. I know that's that's really in right now where you kind of just tap somebody's phone and all your information, your business page, all that's there. But um, don't be afraid to, you know, put yourself out there. Go to these events um network you feel me and create content create content but create content and be yourself you know find ways to separate yourself from other people and when you have clients in your chair you know treat them with respect you know what i'm saying they are people you know they're not just money you know money that's going to be given to you they're people you feel me you want to build relationships with these people let them know that you genuinely care and they'll feel that shit and they'll come back you know what I'm saying? That's really what it's all about is being genuine, being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you being authentic and showing who you really are and showing how much you care. Yeah. They'll come back. 100%. 100%. And consistent. Exactly. The consistent of being like that and always being just like, again, like how you said, that's how I was when I was starting to like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, though, for me, it was very different. I was already kind of big on my personal Instagram and then I just was doing like their tias my heels, you know, <laughs> and then like I was a lot of word by mouth too. Yeah. But yeah. when I started getting new clients in the chair, like I, it was very genuine. Like I was a very genuine person. I showed them that I really love what I do and it showed, you know, mm-hmm. do you feel like you want to do barbering forever though? Do you want to be a barber for the rest of your life? Do you see this? I mean, I'll definitely cut hair until I, can, <laughs> I physically cannot cut hair no more. But as often as I do, definitely not. I definitely would want to, you know, um limited but i feel like being in this barber industry has literally opened up my mind and opened up doors to so many different things that i could dip my hands into so right now me and my brother um my blood brother actually we have our own clothing brand we just started it up so it's still super fresh so we got that going on but not only that but i could see myself you know tapping into um fashion like obviously with that, but then I've been making these get ready with me videos and I've actually been having different um, local clothing brands sending me like free things like, hey, like I'm going to send you this merch. If you could just, you know, collab post, you know, shout us out this and that. So I'm saying, OK, like there's opportunity here, you know, what I'm saying where I could really tap into like um, being able to almost like almost like a brand ambassador in a sense, you know, yeah, um, doing that. And then but also like. I want to own my own coffee shop, you know what I mean? Because I used to be a barista, like I said. Oh. So it's like, I have so many ideas and things that I want to get in motion, but I know I can't attack it all at once. But like, I just know that like, I want multiple sources of income, like multiple. Like I, I got that hustler, like mindset for real. Like, What's your zodiac sign? Can you guess? Capricorn. No. Wait, no? Okay. Are you giving me fire sign? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh my God, I don't know. Hold on. Uh, you're a hustler. I don't know. I'm going to say Capricorn. I'm a hustler, a- but I'm sensitive. 
You're not a Cancer. Nah. <laughs> You're a Leo. Nah. Okay, what are you? I'm a Pisces, baby. Oh my God. Pisces, baby. Milo's a Pisces. Oh, we're March what? Or are you March? February. Ah, uh, March 3rd, baby. I'm a Cancer. We still water science? We yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's a trip? Actually, it's super off topic, but like, it's so weird. All my exes have been Cancers. I don't know why. But Pisces and Cancers are super compatible. No, we are really compatible. Yeah, very compatible. Very compatible. It's because we're water signs. We're water, sensitive. Exactly. Yeah, we're sensitive. We're sensitive. Definitely. Definitely. Um. Okay, so is the trends in the Bay Area different than the trends <laughs> over here? Like, over there, is it like designs in your head? Like, is it color? Because you have red hair. Yeah, so I'm assuming the color is a fucking trend in the Bay Area or is it not? Like... Honestly, what's a the, trend right now in the Bay Area? Um, you don't see too many people like rocking loud colors like the way I do. You get what I'm saying? If if they are, then it's because it's a battle. So um, I feel like compared to like what I've seen, like when I um like out here in L.A., like it's definitely like loud and super just like off the wall type yeah. shit. You get what I'm saying? Like out the box, like shit like you wouldn't like typically ask for when you step into the barbershop like that's definitely more trendy out here in LA but as far as the bay it's definitely more just you know your fades your crop tops the basic clean cuts um me myself though like I'm just I love to be loud like I love people like breaking their necks to look at me and shit so I love (laughs) doing like loud colors I actually did this myself and I've been playing with colors a lot I haven't yet incorporated it in my services, but I definitely do want to um, do that. Yeah, I feel like what I see out here is like the color with like a nice fade and a textured, like where they go like this and the textured hair. Yeah, with the powder and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my little, I know a little okay, one okay. too, okay? <laughs> but I do, I feel like that's a trend, but yeah. I, I don't really see people doing designs anymore. Yeah, and I, you know what? I really wish they did because like I'd be, I'd be, wanting to get down you feel me like i really be wanting to to practice more with designs and stuff like i barely get to do it and if i do do it it's like on my little cousin because he's a kid so he wants that crazy <laughs> shit you get what i'm saying or it's like you really only see designs when it comes to like battling to be honest yeah. like nobody ever asked for that no more what do you say Sadly. what do you what do you think is your expertise like like a drop fade? the fuck do they call it drop fade drop fade what you talking about? a mid fade or like a high like fade what's your expertise like what's what what are you like oh i know i'm good at this like put me in that category put me in that low fade what's your expertise when it comes to cutting is Um, there is there difference or am i tripping yeah no there no there definitely is there definitely is um i'm not even gonna cap and i'm not even trying to toot my own horn toot your fucking horn okay i ain't trying to toot my own horn or nothing you feel me but i feel like i could do it all no, and I'm confident, I'm, com- I'm just I'm just confident in myself and my skill set. Like and I'm, you know, no cocky shit. It's all confidence. You feel I like me? that. Like, I really feel like I could do it all, but I really do um enjoy a good mid-drop fade. I like to keep the hooks, um, which is this, right? I like to keep that because my thing is, and what I take pride in is I don't use enhancements. I'm not an enhancement barber. Mm. And I don't know if you're familiar with that. So is that where they like paint? Yeah, yeah like topic. spray all that yeah that is a great topic yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> is it like where they cut like or is it when they face tune it on like uh the yeah, app yeah. um some barbers do do that but it's more so like you know there's it, it it literally looks like an airbrush you know where they spray like they put some black or brown um paint in there and kind of spray it and it's like it acts like a like makeup you know like it enhances it yeah 
Yeah, your hairline, your beard. Oh shit! Like DJ DJ Khaled, bro. Like that beard <laughs> oh. is insane, my guy. Like, like I'm like I'm cool in enhancements, but just make it look natural. Like if it literally looks like literally fake as fuck, like I just, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't, it makes me cringe. I ain't gonna care. So do a lot of people ask for enhancements? Well, my clients, I think because I don't do it and I don't post it, I don't attract that. You get what I'm saying? So those people who do want enhancements, I think they know not to book with me because I've never had anybody in my chair ask me for that. But because like I said, I take pride in my skills that my cuts, they look enhanced. And I've, I've, uh, that, you know, that didn't happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? It took a lot of practice and this and that, but like I, I've, uh, adapted that eye to the fade and to the hair where I could see where I want to keep it dark. You know what I'm saying? Where the fade should start, where it could still like be dark and prominent, but the fade is like bald and super clean and it all just blends really well. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So how? You act, yeah. yeah, how, yeah. Like, I'm like new to this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. For sure. For no. Sure. But I'm like, yeah, I get it. But I know that when it comes to like having, I know fucking cutting hair is hard in oh, general. Man. It's so. So how did you? How do you feel like you caught that eye? Like where you started? Like okay, trial error. But you were like, fuck this. That one haircut was super fucking good. Like when? Like how did you come up with that? Um, I don't know. I think it kind of just, you know, happened over time. Like when I look back and I wish I still had it, but I deleted my Snapchat app because that's where I would have all my old Snapchats or my old videos and my haircuts when I was cutting in the garage. And I used to look back at it like, damn, like I was fucking trash, bro. <laughs> like I was re- really like letting these men leave my house and walking outside looking like that. Like Stop. I felt bad, yo. Like <laughs> it's just straight black, white, like no black, gray, white, no gradients. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, bro, that's my bad, y'all. My bad. But um, like I said, it definitely um it kind of just happened over time where when you cut hair, like you just know, like you slowly start to gain that eye for hair and the gradients of it and what a fade should look like. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there a, is there a such thing? Because I know there is. I yeah. just want to ask you, as like someone, like damn, I just don't like cutting your fucking hair because it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, there no, there has to be. Oh, no, because- okay, yeah, and it's actually funny because it's my it's my brother actually. Um, and I'm don't, sorry. No, don't get me wrong, and I know I know he's watching. He's gonna watch this too. Um, don't get me wrong, like. I be getting, I be getting him in there. Like I really be throwing him in the blender. You feel me? His hair was super difficult at first because you have to take into consideration every haircut, every every person, their head shape is super different. Some have a lot of indentations. Some people's occipital bones stick out way more than others. Just like different things, you know, like thickness, thinness of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically with my brother, why it's so hard for me, like the fade, that's cake. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. But when it comes to his lineup, it's just it's super difficult for me to, like, get it symmetrical as possible, but without pushing him back more than I should. You get what I'm saying? So, like, his hairline's, like, right here? Nah, 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 it ain't, no, 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 it ain't that. It ain't that. It's just, like, his vertical bars for me, like, one, like, they're both super light. So it's just, it's kind of hard to explain, but because the vertical bars are super light, it's kind of hard to make it look prominent make it pop out yeah. you get what i'm saying and then his hooks are like very different like this yeah. one's higher than this one so it's like i have to push this one back in order to match it. 
So it's like a lineup is a pushback. It doesn't matter. Yes. But you can make it look as natural as possible. But still, a lineup is a pushback, essentially. So other than your brother, is there yeah. other like type of hair <laughs> that you don't like? Is it the... the because I, I know a little bit about it. But is it like um, uh, the super straight hair? I know Asian hair. Yeah, it's pretty no, hard. Ex- yeah, Asian Asian hair is hard. But I think the thing with me is being an Asian barber, it's like most of my clientele, they are Asian because it's kind of like, and I don't know why that is. Like, I wish I had more coarse hair clients. You get yeah. what I'm saying? But like, I get it. It's because they kind of just feel... I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But I think it's because I started off cutting Asian hair is that now that like that's easy to me. It's not hard at all. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Which I take pride in because I know a lot of people agree that Asian hair it's is the hard. hardest because yeah. our hair, it just kind of like it just grows out and it sticks out and it's hard to shape it and whatnot. And it's just. Yeah. Do you cut it's your tough. own hair? I used to. I used to, I used to when I had long hair and I just had an undercut because it was just like tapering the sides and the back. But now that like, you know, I chopped that shit, my hair is short and I used to get like fades and now it's too much work. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. I want to, I want to sit in the chair and I want to get pampered and I want to just, you want to chill. I just want to chill. Exactly. Like, I ever, love that. Do you ever go home with splinters in your fingers all the time? Always. Mm-hmm. Always. I probably still got some that are just been there chilling like for a long time. How, I don't even know how long. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's a trip. And then you go in with all the fucking hair on your clothes. You got to yeah, change that shit right always. away. My shoes, like literally like every, like all my shoes, because I'm the type of person I just like to, I, I wear whatever knowing that I'm going to get hair on it, but it's like, I don't care. Like it's cool. Like, so all my shoes literally have hair like yeah. all over my laces and stuff. I have a question too. So I know, well, I don't, everyone's different, but is it true that, it matters on like when you cut hair and you put it in the chair, there's like a, you stand like on a carpet or something that matters because you're standing on it all day. That like mat? mat? The mat. Yeah. Oh yeah. That mat is key. If you don't have one, you trip me. You trip me. <laughs> Get one with cushion. <laughs> yeah. Because there be some like janky ones. Like some of my boys at the shop, they got like ones that don't got cushion. I'm like, my boy, like. You need some cushion because that shit helps. Yes. Like you're on your feet all day, yo. The reason why I'm bringing that up is because, like, I've been in the industry for like over seven years now, right? Mm-hmm. And my hands are starting to hurt. And Oof. yeah. And when that happens, like the carpal tunnel, and like people need to understand you need to get like hand massage, especially if you're working yeah. with your hands. And if you're like this, it's all in your wrist, you know? Yeah, and that. that's why, like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm going to do facials for like the rest of my life, right? That I started getting into this industry. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to change it because. I it's too much labor. I'm not saying that this is the hardest labor ever because it's not, but I'm saying that like our hands start to hurt, you know, and like 100%. eventually like we ain't going to we ain't going to have strength in our hands anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why one key is to get hand insurance. I don't know if you know about that. You can get insurance for your fucking hands. I okay? did not know that. Yo. My one of my clients told me about that. And I'm yes, like, you fucking break no your hands or anything happens to your hands. You get insurance for your hands so that's crazy and that's really good to know yeah i need to look into that that's why i I need to do my research do your research yeah because you can get hand insurance and that's why i'm asking you about your feet is like comfortable that you know you gotta make sure that that's all comfortable another thing too have you do you have any horror stories about like clients or anything that you've been through in the shop or just something that happened in the shop um horror stories 
I mean, honestly, there's I've really never encountered anything super crazy. But um I do feel like obviously, you know, being a a woman in this industry, I've I've been turned down a lot. I've been looked at as less than. You get what I'm saying? Like people will, you know, a client will call call the shop and or call the school when I was going to barber college, like, hey, like, you know, like I want a haircut. Okay, my teacher be like, okay, my next, you know, barber available is Cheyenne. When they hear that name, it's like, okay, is that a guy or a girl? Oh, it's a girl. Oh, do you have anybody else available? I've, yeah. I've, dude, I'm telling you, I've ran into that situation like so many times, so many times, you know? And it, I used to get discouraged and I used to let it phase me, but at the end of the day, that's their loss. Cause I got bars, you feel me? Like, <laughs> all right, go with my boy. My boy ain't nice or nothing, but you know what? Nah, shut up, nah. I'm just talking shit. But like real shit, you feel me? Like, I just, I never let that shit phase me. Um, even to this day, like I'm, I may um, encounter that every now and then. But like I said, it, it doesn't phase me. Just um, I'm used to. I mean, it, it sounds kind of like sad, but it's not because it's like because I I knew what it was coming into this industry is you know not everybody is gonna respect me or look at me the same way as they do as a male barber. I could cut better than him, but they gonna look like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I have more respect for him because just it's because like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a male dominant industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one story though, where I was just like, yo, what the fuck? So mm-hmm. I was, um, it was at the first shop I was cutting at and mind you, this client I was cutting, I cut him up about like three times prior, right? Cool guy. We chopped it up. Like I know about his dogs. I know about his wife. Like we're cool. I thought everything's cool. And, um, he comes in one day, I'm cutting his hair, whoopty whoop. And towards the end of the cut, he's like, okay, hey, like, by the way, I'm going to Venmo you this time. Cause he usually gave me cash. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know what? No worries. But while I'm like finishing up the cut, I can see he's on the Venmo. So I'm like, okay, like he's about to send the money. Whoop-de-whoop. And then after the haircut, you know, we say our buys, that's that. I check my phone. I didn't get a Venmo. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe he's going to send it when he has service. Maybe he didn't have service. And then it comes towards the end of the night. It's the end of my day already. And I'm, you know, checking, making sure that, you know, every one of my clients has paid me, counting my paper, whatever. And then I noticed that he never paid me. So I'm like, okay, that's hmm, weird. And I'm the type of person where like, I don't, I don't really, I feel weird confronting people about yes, shit like that. You feel me? Yeah. I don't know why, even though I know it's my money, like I just feel bad. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to hit bro up. So I texted him. The message never delivered. <gasps> he so I'm like, you. I know I got the right number because I'm on our message thread. We've texted before. You and feel he, me? How many haircuts have you gotten? Like I said, like three. It had to be three or four. Like I thought, like I knew like bros, like dogs. I knew yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? His life. He's a photographer, this and that. Like I thought we were cool. I thought we were cool, bro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I texted him, message never delivered. And I'm like, okay, let me double text him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Never delivered. Okay, let me call him. Just straight to voicemail. Like, so I'm like, okay, bro, block me. Like, bro literally blocked me. And so I wasn't even going to press the issue no more. I was like, I just went straight to my bookie, uh, my booking app, Booksy. Um, and I just blocked him from booking with me ever again. It's like, you know what? It's whatever. It's cool. So he never hit you up? He never hit me up, never paid me, no nothing. But, you know, it was whatever. It's 50 bucks. It's cool. Like, I'll make it back tomorrow. Yeah. You know? So. Oh, hell no. I would have been yeah, like. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever had, like, somebody actually not pay me. You know what I'm saying? So. Which was a trip. I was just flabbergasted. I was like, <laughs> I thought you was cool, bro. And like, how long ago was this? Um, this was uh, I wanna say 
we in, oh damn we in 2024 now this mm-hmm. was 2021 2021 yeah Okay, well, we left that in 2021. Yeah, we left that. <laughs> give an example of those going based on something else. Give an uh-huh. example when you went above and beyond for a client. Like, tell me something that you did for a client. Did you ever give a free cut because the client couldn't afford it? Did you give them? Mm-hmm. When's the time that you went above and beyond for a client? Um, I actually did have a client. He was a he was a young client, so he had to been like he's like 15. He was 15 at the time. Um, I first started cutting him at the first shop. And then when I moved to shops, he actually followed me. So like, I knew he was loyal to me, you know, I knew he really enjoyed and appreciated the cuts I gave him. And one day he did express to me like, Hey, like, um, you know, I'm sorry. He texted me out of nowhere. Cause I haven't seen or cut him in so long. And he texted me through IG. He was like, Hey, I know I haven't, you know, got cut by you in forever. Um, it's just been super tight with money right now with my mom, you know, she's kind of struggling, but I do want to get a haircut with you soon. Like, what do you have available? And I'm like, yo, just come in. Like, it's good. Like, I got you type shit, you know, mm. like I could see past that. Shit. So I just wanted it. Cause he's, like I said, he's been loyal to me. He literally followed me from the shop I was in San Francisco to where I'm at now in Dayton city. So, you know, I said, cause just come in. It's all good. Don't worry about it. And, um, so that's definitely a time. And he's, he's super grateful for it. I, I appreciate the relationship I have with him. And like I said, um, I really care about my clients, right? Like I love my clients to death, like each and every one of them. And so what I do do is when my, it's my client's birthday, um, birthday cuts are free, like straight up every oh, client shit. Yeah, birthday cuts are free. And you know, like what's the best part about that for me is, you know, I know when it's my client's birthday because I've already like built that relationship. So we yeah. know that information. Yeah. Or if it's like, even if it's still like a fairly new client, you know, I've only been cutting them for so long, but you know, I'll ask them, Hey, like, you know what you got going on this weekend? Oh, it's my birthday. Whoopie whoop. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> just wait till I finish with this cut. Man. Just wait till <laughs> I finish with this cut. And I hit them with, Oh, it's your birthday. It's all me. Happy birthday. And every single time their reaction is just like, are you serious? Like, nah, like, nah, like, yeah, nah, like, it's your birthday. Like, happy birthday, bro. Like, it's all good. It's all I me. I love that. And their, their, their reaction is, like, priceless. Like, I, I fucking love that shit. Like, I, love, I always catch them off guard with that. And I yeah. love it. And yeah. I feel like that right there makes you different because not a lot of people do that. They'll give, like, a discount or something, yeah. but they won't do it free. So, and I think that right there is also a good way of them for sure coming back to you. 100%. 100%. You know, and that's just my token appreciation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, enjoy your birthday, bro. Like, because it shows that they, like, you yeah, fucking here. Like, I got you feeling yourself. Enjoy that, man. You feel Sheesh. me? Yeah. So now, how many clients do you typically take a day? Like, tell me. Um, average, I would say six. Six a day. Six days? Do you work full time? I work um, right now. Well, I was working Tuesday through Saturday only, but this year I changed my hours to Monday through Sunday, seven days a week. You work seven days a week? Yeah. Well, okay. starting like this year, yeah. Like I'm just like this You're year, like 2024, sure. I'm standing on business. You know I mean? <laughs> standing on business, okay? That's like, my bruh. next question. Tell me your year before we end in this podcast. Tell me your 2024 goals that you want to achieve. Did you make a vision board? Dude, you know what's crazy? <laughs> nah, me and my auntie and um, yeah, my family, we actually made one on New Year's Eve. We made vision Ooh. boards together. And what's on your that, was, that was the first time I've ever done one, actually, and I really enjoyed it. And really this enjoyed. and that's what's crazy is that you're the first podcast in 2024. So now that you just did the vision board, what was and on it so we can manifest it? 
Um, well, if I tell you, will it not happen? Is that how? Yeah. People okay. be posting their vision boards. Right? People, yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, definitely what I had on it was, you know, with family, make more time for family and savor that family time, be more present. And then when it comes to friends, friendships, relationships, um, be open-minded to, you know, meeting new people, gaining new relationships. And with myself, I had, um, you know, uh, keep being there for myself, stay true to myself, um, hold myself accountable, you know? And then as far as business wise, it was, um, shit, what was it? <laughs> shit. Do we ever see yourself leaving the barbershop and going into your own studio? Was it something like that? I'm about to get you in trouble, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna cap. I ain't gonna cap. It's definitely been on my mind, um, heavy. You know, I definitely do want to do my own thing. Um, not necessarily open up shop. I don't think, like, I know I'm capable of it, but do I necessarily want to take on that responsibility of running a shop? No. But the studio route, it's definitely been on my mind. Shout out to my guys. I love y'all. I love y'all. Um, it's not going to happen anytime soon. I can guarantee all that. Just because, like I say, we have our expo coming up now in November. So with everything we've been doing, it's only right for me to just, you know, be with my team, be with my guys, keep doing what we're doing. And if an opportunity arises, though, you know, I'm not, I'm not, who am I to say no to with an opportunity? You get what I'm saying? So time only tell. Who knows what the future holds? You feel me? But, um, I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing right now, creating content, you know what I'm saying, networking, like, just, yeah, putting myself out there, you feel me? And that was on your vision board? Yeah, that was on my vision board. Yeah. You're standing on business all 2024, like I said, <laughs> y'all. Literally. Well, I hope your expo works out and everything goes well. Thank you. Well. Thank you. I appreciate I hope that. everything that you manifest happens. Mm -hmm. And it's just all up from here, right? Straight up. Straight up. Straight <laughs> we up. always end this podcast with a quote, so go ahead and tell me your quotes. Okay. Um, I'm going to just leave y'all with this, man. Stay true. You know, stay true to yourself. Treat the game with respect, and it's going to reward you and respect you. And just be yourself. Be authentic. Be you. Like, I can't stress this shit enough. Be you. Trade up. Period. Trade up. You know to be you, Marlo, okay? <laughs> Period. Well, thank you for coming on my podcast. I appreciate you. And coming down from the fucking bay. You already know. For your family, but for Spice me too, bay, okay? Sure. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.